You're listening to the System Save Me podcast, episode number 233. Today, we're going to be talking about how to have a strategic website that leaves an impact. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Jordan, and my business love language is efficiency, because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? We're here to help overworked one-woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. And now with over 150,000 downloads, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, hey, y'all. I'm so, so, so excited to bring this guest on with you guys today because, you know, I noticed that a lot of you guys, I did an IGTV around websites and I was just talking about how to have a one-page website because listen, my website is super strategic. It makes me money and that's all I really care about. And so I actually even had a a coming soon page website for a year and a half with zero intention for my website to come soon. So, you know, I am not the expert on websites or anything like that, but because you guys had such a reaction about that IGTV, I knew that we wanted to have somebody on to really flush this out for us and really talk about how to have a strategic website that leaves an impact on the people visiting it, right? So with that being said, I'm super excited to introduce you to Miss Sydney. So Sydney, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Jordan. Thanks so much for having me on the day. Yes, so, so excited. So go ahead and tell me a little bit about you and your business. Yeah, no problem. So as you said, my name is Sydney Hart. I'm the founder of With Heart Creative Studio. And I specifically focus on rebrand strategy and design for women in business who have been stuck in the sort of cringe-filled, DIY-filled world, and they really want to escape it and work with an expert who works, like you said, from a place of strategy. So I started this out as a freelance designer about three, four years back in college, and I sort of pivoted my business because I found that my clients were walking away with logo designs and websites that they did not necessarily know how to utilize correctly. So I kind of fleshed out my business into a full service package. It's literally called the whole shebang. Um, So I take people literally from start to finish. So they're not only out there utilizing, but utilizing strategically. Amen to all of that. So again, we are going to be talking about how to have that strategic website that is built for impact because, you know, it takes about two seconds for somebody to go to your website and be like, nah, and then they out. And then it's like, they go off into the abyss, never to be seen again. And we don't want that obviously. And so talk to us about what it was like for your clients' businesses before they actually started to be strategic with a website, or maybe they didn't even have a website at all. Right. So goodness gracious, but share with us what their experience has been. Yeah. So when my clients usually approach me, they've usually been in business a few years and they're not necessarily sure what to do. They just know that what they have doesn't look good to them and maybe their convergence have dropped down a bit and they really want to make sure that they're doing things right. Because as entrepreneurs, I'm sure as you know, we kind of live by this mantra of done is better than perfect. As long as you get it out there, um, you can kind of go back and tweak. But part of being a mindful business owner is making sure that you take the time to revisit the process and asking yourself, was it done strategically? So when my clients approach me, they have either been in business a few years and really want to up level and attract a more higher um, in clients, 
or they're in a place where they're fine with their ideal client. They just want to make sure that they're showing up in the world as they should be. So we start implementing brand strategy through my process, making sure that we're sitting down and really identifying, okay, who is that ideal client? You know, then we kind of go into how things are going to look. And then we approach the website design phase, which is my favorite. So we make sure that they have an opt-in in place to collect emails. We make sure that their value statement is placed all around their website. We make sure that those testimonials are front and center. So that way they don't only have a digital home, but they have somewhere that people feel comfortable coming back to most importantly. Yep. You got to give them a reason to come back. So with that being said, go ahead and start walking us through the steps of how we can start to be super strategic with our website. Yeah. So first of all, I definitely think that your website should first of all cover what problem you're solving. As I'm pretty sure a lot of folks know, your website should answer questions. So the number one question that your ideal client is going to have is, okay, I'm having this issue. Is this the person for me? So once you've answered that question of what problem you're solving, you want to make sure that you're letting them know how this problem is impacting their lives. Because a lot of the times when someone is considering a service, they just know that they're stressed out. They don't necessarily know that it's a problem with your workflow. It's a problem with you not taking the necessary time to sit down and hash these things out. So once you make that crystal clear, you want to make sure that you let them know what their life will look like after you've been in it, right? And also what it looks like if you weren't to have been in it. So you want to make sure that these three things are implemented, first of all, on your homepage. Let them know from the get-go. A lot of people's homepages I see are very simple, which isn't a problem, but we want to make sure that, like you said, they are strategic and they answer these questions. So if we're kind of going through the homepage, you want to make sure that thing, there's a hierarchy as well. So what is the number one thing that you want people to do? I know a lot of people immediately have their opt-in as their number one thing. And if that is your goal, then that's completely fine. But if your number one goal is to get folks to buy your service, buy your product, I definitely suggest having that pretty much front and center, maybe introducing it in your copy. And maybe your opt-in pops up maybe a minute after folks have been on your site, or maybe it's implemented at a bar right at the top where it doesn't necessarily distract someone from your ultimate goal. And when we're going into the other pages, just some quick tips for everyone is making sure that there is an alternative contact for people to reach out to. So make sure you have your email address on your website. Make sure that if your contact page is simply about your service or your product, that you have a place for press to reach out or someone who may want to do a podcast interview with you. You always want to give people a journey to go on. And then lastly, I definitely suggest that a kind of don't, I guess, in the list of do's and don'ts is make sure that you don't have an entire page for testimonials. I think that it's best to kind of sprinkle them throughout. So that way you're constantly reassuring your audience of why they want to purchase with you. So I definitely think those are some quick tips that I would definitely have. So that way the user experience is not one of just information, but one of um, entertainment, explanation, and enjoyment overall. Mm, I love it. Super simple and to the point. And so when it comes to like enjoyable What are some things that you see people doing wrong in the sense of, you know, 
do they get carried away with having, you know, a unicorn cursor with like craziness going on or like what does enjoyable mean and like a design standpoint and whatnot, instead of thinking that enjoyable means fun per se, or like super snazzy, like how would you define enjoyable in ways that like actually, again, will want people coming back to your website? Yeah, so I think a perfect analogy I always use is that I always describe a website as a digital home, and a lot of people do, but I literally think of it as that. So if someone invites you over for a party or a get-together, maybe it's a quarantine birthday party, whatever it is, if they enter the home, no one answers the door, maybe the door is unlocked and they just walk in, and no one is there to greet them, no one is there to take their coat. No one says, Here, here's the food, here's the drinks, here's the bathroom, here's a quick tour. No one introduces you to the folks that are in the room that you don't know. People are either going to do two things, right? So first, they're either going to just try to walk in and figure it out themselves, which doesn't always work the best, or they're going to walk in, give you your gift, and leave. So we have to make sure that we're prioritizing user experience. So making sure that there are no sort of stop you in your track pop-ups and no huge distractions on your website. So I know a lot of places have a pop-up immediately as you hop on the site, but maybe it's best, like I said, to implement that maybe when they're 50% kind of scrolling down. Maybe you implement your opt-in in the actual website as a section. I think another thing with user experience is making sure that it's easy to navigate. A lot of folks, I used to do like brand and website audits a few months back, and a lot of folks had, when you counted up the amount of pages they had on their website, it came up to like 12 or 15. And that's a lot of kind of territory for someone to navigate. So kind of making sure that you're even paring down your your menu if it's too lengthy. Maybe instead of having a separate page about the CEO and your team, you just combine that as about the company. And you simply kind of just add a bit of length to that page. So that way it's a lot easier for them to get access to that information. And then lastly, for user experience, I definitely would say having people test out your site. I know that a lot of people just kind of put it up to put it up. But having that preview link, I know show it specifically, and I think Wix as well has a preview link that you can use, send that out to your friends and family. And not necessarily your yes men, right? Send it to the people who are going to tell you the truth. Hey, this link is broken. This button is kind of wonky. I'm not sure what to do on this page. That way you can kind of get into the mind of your user and make sure that they're not only just kind of navigating as they should, but that you're giving them a place to go. And then one more quick thing that just popped into my head, making sure you have call to actions in your website. A lot of times, I think entrepreneurs approach websites, especially when you're DIYing it as sort of a passive experience where you're figuring, okay, well, if they're interested, they'll just click the contact button and, you know, fill out the form. But if you don't have necessary call to actions, which means the buttons all around your website in order for people to take action, then they won't do that at all. So making sure you have something that says contact now, apply to work with me, you know, I'm in, even if it's something that's a bit more fun, it's definitely are the steps that I would say take to make sure that people are having a user experience outside of it even looking good. You wanna make sure that that strategy is involved as well. Have you been dying to create a VIP day or virtual intensive offering? but are stuck in overthinking everything. 
You love what you do and how you support your clients, but lately it's become, well, too much. You may even be hitting your monthly revenue goals, but you're left completely exhausted. Yeah, been there, bought the t-shirt and the mug. Good news, I've built my virtual VIP day bootcamp that walks you through the nine steps to create and selling a one day virtual intensive. Grab the podcast only pricing of $37 for this two hour training plus tons of bonuses to build and sell your own one day virtual intensive. Since 2016, I've completely replaced monthly retainers with one day virtual intensives and VIP weekends. So join me and stop dealing with the late night slack pings, lacking control over your own calendar, chasing invoices, explaining scope creep again, you kept my drift. Head on over to systemsamy.com slash pod bootcamp. That's P-O-D-B-O-O-T-C-A-M-P and grab the goods. All right, back to the episode. Yep. And what I hear you saying is, again, it's clarity over cuteness, which I definitely am a fan of too. Like if you have a button that's like, whatever, like boom, shakalaka girl, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. Like, I don't know if I'm going to get where I need to go. I don't know what's about to happen with this button, but whatever it is, I'm not pushing it because (laughs) I have no idea what to expect. But if you say like, you know, apply here or book a call or something like that, that I understand what is about to happen. And there's some ways, I guess, that you can have some curiosity invoking stuff on your website, but it's the same point. Again, what I'm hearing you say is be as clear as possible and that's going to get you further. Yeah. And that also reminds me too of like, I know I always kind of joke about people who have these menus who have these kind of really unique and not very strategic like uh, page names. Like they'll have journal instead of blog or something like send a note instead of contact. When guys, it's completely okay to just say contact or get in touch because you never want to leave things up to interpretation um, because nine times out of 10, you're going to split the vote in terms of what people are going to do. Oh yeah. If it's not super clear on what I'm supposed to do, like I can't, even people's websites, I've seen them and I really just like, I don't know all the super fancy terms, but I believe it's like parallax where it's just scrolling. I like that. But when I see these pages with like moving objects or like my eyeballs, just like don't know where to look, it really is just like, I'm annoyed and I'm going to leave. Like, <laughs> you know, because it's, it's about like actual direction versus this like super intense experience. Like, am I going to be able to find what I need or not? And that's pretty much like how I operate and how a lot of people who are coming on websites operate. So what is the average amount of time that you really have to capture someone's attention on your website now any days? Like five seconds, three seconds? I think I don't necessarily have the exact number, but I definitely know it's anywhere between seven and 10 seconds. Gotcha. Yeah. You have about seven to 10 seconds to not only grab someone's attention, but really convince them to stay and learn more. So yeah, that's pretty much all the time you have. So you want to make sure that you're utilizing it in the correct way. Yeah, that's so, so true. And I think that, you know, when it comes to, you know, your website, that it's something that I like your analogy of a home. And it was interesting because I worked with some branding people like, gosh, golly, three years ago now that, you know, I actually had, I physically had them in my home because I wanted them to feel 
what it was like to be in my home. And I wanted to be able to translate my house into like a brand. And what's interesting now is my system saving brand is not at all how my house is. My house is like all neutrals. My colors for system save me are like yellow, blue, and red. So I'm like, well, who knows? But it's still a reflection of me. It may just not be necessarily my literal home. Where do you find that a lot of people can take inspiration for their website so that it reflects their business and themselves um, both? Yeah, so I think that, and this is actually really um, funny because I think I made a post on my Instagram stories like maybe a few days ago where I said that it's completely okay to be inspired by someone else that you may know, another website, but you never want to approach a designer and say, hey, you know, I want it to look just like this. So I think that's a great question. I think that specifically when you're looking for inspiration on your brand, your website, whatever the case may be you really want to focus on your brand keywords because what's going to happen is once you focus in on your ideal client and what their problem is and how you're solving it specifically, then you'll begin to come up with keywords that align with your brand itself. So whether you want your brand to be organized, efficient, timely, whether you want it to be humorous and sort of easygoing, I think one huge thing that really works in terms of the digital space overall is color psychology. It's something that not a lot of people even know about, but I know tons of people specifically when you're thinking about colors on your website, you don't necessarily want to think, okay, well, I just really love these colors, so I'm going to use them. You want to think to yourself, okay, is this going to attract my adult client? Does this achieve my goal? Period. So it's something as quick as like a Google search, honestly. There's colorpsychology.com where you can hop on and literally look up whatever colors you're thinking of using and they'll tell you the meaning, right? So I know pink, I use a bit of pink in some of my branding and some of my kind of physical products that I send out. That equals nurturing. That equals sort of like making sure you're taking care. Navy blue equates to trust and dependability. So all of these things really trigger these moods and these kind of associations, whether people know it or not, when they're on your website. So I know that color is definitely a big thing when you're being inspired. And even if you're inspired by a bright color palette, a muted color palette, you want to make sure that they complement each other and that they're not fighting for attention. So I definitely think color is going to be a huge thing in terms of finding inspiration. And then while you're doing your research, I would definitely say make a list of about five websites that you admire and list out why you like them specifically. And not necessarily saying, okay, I like it because it has cool animation and I like it because, you know, it just looks really good. But you may say something like, I like it because I like the brand photography style. Or I really enjoy how the copy explains what they do, why they need that service, etc. So making sure your colors are online, making sure that you list out websites that you admire. And then lastly, list out a few of your competitors' websites as well. Now, these competitors don't have to be local. They don't even have to be in the same country, honestly. But any company that's in the same sort of industry as you offers the same sort of service. List out what you like as well as what you think they don't do as well. So that way you can avoid that as you're entering your website design phase. So those three things for sure, I would say keep an eye out for when you're considering inspiration. Hmm. Yeah, that's super, super helpful. Because again, I remember struggling with, with inspiration with websites and being able to articulate 
what I actually liked about the website, but it is really important to be crystal clear about that and not go into overthinking mode or even under talking about what it is that you like about the website, just state, you know, yeah, I like that how they position themselves here, or they showed all their press links on this part. And I want to show my press links on this part, whatever that is. So that again, you can reiterate that to your own liking your own website in a way that honors your inspiration, but also is your own uniqueness, which I think is good. So, and so with that, you mentioned show it and Wix. Um, are there certain website platforms that you suggest for more of like the solopreneur kind of do it yourself crowd? And then is, are there different tools that you would suggest for people who are wanting like the big kahuna up level? Yeah. So those two specifically, uh, Wix and show it are my favorites. I always describe it as, well, I describe show it always as kind of WordPress and Wix had a baby because it's so easy to use and you can integrate WordPress into it if you want to create a blog and things of that sort. I've tried WordPress in the past. I've actually designed a few websites on there as well. I wasn't a big fan of it just because it's really hard for clients to actually take the reins if they want to hop in and change something really quick, whether they got a press, you know, brand photo shoot and they want to switch some things out. So I definitely think Show It and Wix are like my top two. Squarespace is also a really good item as well. It's not as free in terms of where you can place things and things of that sort, unless you know coding. And I don't necessarily like to use it, like I said, just because my clients, I want them to have as much freedom as possible in terms of creating updates. So I definitely think those two for sure. In terms of tools, I always suggest whether you're just about to launch or you're had your site for a while, I definitely say Google Analytics is one of the best tools you can use. You can focus in on where folks are coming from, at what rate are they staying or leaving your website, at what stage or page specifically are they dropping off of your website. That way, as time goes on, you can do monthly, quarterly reports and really figure out what's working and what's not working and tweak along the way. Of course, when it comes to domains and hosting specifically, I love Google domains. It's like $12 a year for your domain. So I absolutely love it. Not only because of the price, but because it integrates so well with everything, my email address and things of that sort. And then I think with hosting for sure, going with the specific hosting platform that you're using, I know Wix and Show is really good about that. And also Bluehost. I've used Bluehost as well. I mean, I definitely suggest those. Outside of the websites themselves, I definitely suggest that everyone invest in some sort of email platform. I know I use MailerLite and I love it specifically because you can have a free plan for a thousand subscribers or less. So it's really accessible to a lot of people. And then as you're scaling, you probably want to move into Flowdesk, Kartra, things of that sort. But when you're keeping it simple, those are the tools I definitely suggest. Even if you just kind of want to grab a template for now for your website, you definitely want to make sure that you're capturing emails and making sure that it not only looks good, but it's strategic. So all those tools will help you out. Nice. That was a nice, robust list. I love it. And also, if people want to get more goodness from you, go ahead and share the freebie that you have for our audience. Yeah, so I have a website content worksheet that I put together because a lot of people have websites and they don't necessarily know how to utilize them. So you want to make sure that, you know, things are strategic. So it really walks you through every single page on your website, 
what information you should have, as well as the kind of um, three-step framework that you should kind of work through, whether it's your website, social media, on a call with the client, in order to communicate your values. So my website content worksheet is right on the homepage of my website. And if I'm not mistaken, it's just at my domain slash hashtag website dash worksheet. So you can go there to grab it and it's completely free, as we said. All right. And then where else can people find you on the gram, website, all the places? Yeah. So Instagram is where I spend 90% of my time. So I'm at with heart and that's H-A-R-T with heart creative dot studio. And my website is the same domain. You can head there to get in touch with me. And also my email address is hello at withhardcreative.studio. But Instagram and my DMs and my comments is definitely where you can find me most days. Alrighty. Awesome. Awesome. So again, this one's going to be an episode that you're going to want to have right alongside you as you start to be more strategic with your website. Sydney, thank you so, so much for being on the show. Thank you, Jordan. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the System Save Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me.